Hey there, and welcome back to the Ultra Marriage Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bellini, and author of the book Ultra Marriage. We're on a mission here to help strengthen families one marriage at a time. See, the family unit is the foundation of our culture, and marriage is the core of the family, and it's time that we restore its importance and priority in rightful place in our lives. The only thing that we ask is that you get a, any, if you get anything out of this podcast, if you like it, share it, leave us a review. It helps to grow the platform and to spread the mission. My guest today is Tanner McFarland. Tanner is the second guest on the show that is not yet married, but he is engaged. He and his girlfriend of seven years are getting married in May, May of 2022. And this conversation is from the perspective of someone who's looking through the lens of his marriage right at the beginning. And uh, if you're married and you remember that time, there are all the hopes and the expectations that came with that. It's a little different in Tanner's case because he and his fiance have been together for several years and they have built a remarkably solid foundation. It's so, so important to do that. And their foundation is so solid that this this conversation is filled with such good insight, both for singles as well as for couples who need to remember what it's like at that stage or what it was like at that stage and, and what it needs to be, can be throughout a relationship. Tanner is an author, an athlete, and an all-around amazing human being. And you're going to take away a lot of notes from this. I did. And there are a few aha moments in here as well. So... Without further ado, here's my conversation with Tanner McFarland. Well, Tanner McFarland, welcome. Um, Thank you. And uh, so Tanner, uh, Tanner and I ran the 4x4x48 earlier this year, uh, virtually together, which that was, um, I mean, we had connected online beforehand, but uh, that was the first time I really, really got to know you over the weekend. And you do, you you got to get to know somebody when you go through stuff like that. And, uh, oh, yeah. that was awesome. That was an awesome time. I was so, so grateful to be able to go through it with you and a couple other guys. And, um, then to get to know you a little bit better, even since then. Um, and, uh, so you're, you're in just, you're in Southern Maine, right? Yep. Um, a project administrator for a telecom company. I know you have a, um, a passion for real estate that you're exploring as well. Um, and kind of along the lines of the, you know, the, the four by four by 48, um, like to keep your body moving, whether it's going to the gym or running. And the last time we talked, you'd mentioned jujitsu mm-hmm. you recently gotten into jujitsu, which yeah. is one of those things that's like insane to me because it's so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's when I was, uh, maybe when I was younger, I would have, I would have embraced it a little bit more. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that's in my mind, it's kind of on the periphery, not sure mm-hmm. if I'm the type of person that does that or wants to do that, but yeah, I know it's becoming hugely, hugely popular. So, um, yeah. How long, how long have you been doing that actually? Maybe like six months or so. Uh, okay. I'm still super, super new. I actually, uh, obviously I'm a white belt cause I just started, but I just got my first stripe a couple of weeks, like a week and a half ago. So that was nice. a huge huge boost. I was wicked excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely growing in popularity. It's super fun. Um, I definitely wouldn't count it out for you. We have a guy who uh, just started at our gym and I think he's 48 or 49 and he just okay. started he white belt like me. Yeah. Uh, but fun. It's a great way to get moving. Uh, it's totally different. I have never done any like combat type sports before. I mean, like I, I played like soccer, ran track, you know, other sports like that, but um it's way different when you're like actually fighting someone essentially it's very very strange because i had never done anything like that so getting getting used to that uh in like handling people was very weird the first couple of times i went there's like people like grabbing onto you and and stuff is is kind of strange to start off with but uh i've grown to love it um it's wicked fun great exercise and um yeah it's awesome that's great yeah and um, yeah, like I said, it's kind of in my mind, it's kind of on the periphery, kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe kind of like running was for me a couple of years ago, which I didn't, didn't want to do. And, uh, a couple of years later, here I, here I am running in races and stuff. So, um, and 
So, uh, engage, and so you're engaged and that's, that was one of the reasons, well, a few reasons I reached out to you to, to, um, to have this conversation, uh, engaged your fiance, Catherine, um, uh, scheduled for May, right. May of 2022, um, yep. for, uh, to get married. And I know you guys have been together for a while, uh, since, uh, when high school or before high school. Um, just so we've known each other since before high school, we've been friends. Uh, we just started dating like our freshman year of college. So we've been together for like almost seven years. Yeah. Okay. Did you go to the same school to the same college? No, we didn't. They were maybe, uh, 45 minutes apart though. So we did uh, get to spend time together, which is nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. And I, so I just, I, I love, well, a couple of things. I love the stage you're in. Man, so so for me, having been married 25 years, um, I I still look back on those times, and I mean they make me smile when I think of the times when I met my wife and we were dating, and when we when we got engaged, and that whole process. Man, my the you know my wedding day was, if it's not the best day of my life, it was it's like top three, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole weekend, and so I'm so excited for people like you and, and knowing you, uh, in particular, um, kind of who you are and, and the kind of, the kind of person you are and seeing what you and Catherine are kind of doing together via social media and your YouTube channel. Um, I just, it, it gets me so excited about what you guys are doing and what you guys are looking forward to. And that's what, that's what excites me about this conversation to, to explore, the sort of the, the angle of marriage from where you are from the very beginning. Um, and even, even like right before, right. So, so you've been together for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what was really just a couple of questions to start with? What was, was there a moment where you guys knew, or you knew, Hey, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Um, was it sort of a gradual thing or, what was that like when you, when you kind of consciously realized, hmm, yeah, this is it. This is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah, definitely. So uh, during college, so we started dating like the end of freshman year. And I think it was maybe end of junior, beginning of senior year, um, where there definitely was a moment or a point in time where I was like, okay, this is, this is something different. Uh, you know, this, I want this to be forever kind of thing, you know? And I think up until then it had definitely been gradual. We had a great relate, have a great relationship. Um, you know, it was getting better and better. The more time we were spending together, the better we were getting to know each other. Um, just everything was getting better. Um, and so this, this point came where, um, I had been keeping, like a notebook essentially. And I was writing, uh, her like little notes and I was going to give her the entire book at some point, like as a gift, like a book of a bunch of notes. Yeah. And I was just writing one day and then towards the end of the note, as I was about to sign off, I was finally like, I'm going to marry you someday. You know? And and like, that was it. Just all of a sudden I I wrote it and I was like, yeah, that's it. You know, this this is who I want to spend my life with. And, and that, that was the moment where I was like, okay. You know, like there, I, I now see where we're going and, and I'm confident of it. That's so what were the notes? What were, what were the notes about? What were they like? Um, so it was, it was pretty much just, just little like day-to-day stuff. I, I tried to write them, you know, every day cause I wanted it to be like a big book, but, um, uh, I wasn't that diligent with it, but every couple of days I would just jot something down, like, you know, uh, memories that I wanted to remember like, Oh, Hey, you know, today I drove, uh, you know, to your school and we went to a hockey game. Uh, it was wicked fun. You know, you, you laughed when, you know, I dropped ketchup on my shirt or whatever, and, you know, just little stuff like that. You know, it was nothing huge, no big notes, just small stuff that I, I wanted to give to her at some point. And, uh, funny enough, um, I didn't hide it very well in my room and she actually, uh, stumbled upon it one day when I asked her to look for something and she found it. And I was like, man, that was supposed to be a gift at some point, but uh, so she found it and I ended up just giving it to her then. Um, but yeah, they're all so just small. The, so the, so it's almost like a journal, somewhat, somewhat like a journal of some of your times together in moments that you, um, 
I'm guessing there's probably a lot of moments in there that you pro- would have forgotten about little things oh, that, sure. that you would have forgotten that if you hadn't written them down, that, uh, they'd kind of be lost, uh, forever, but you yeah, got definitely. them. Definitely. It was, de- it was definitely, uh, you know, obviously big things like, Oh, today was our X year anniversary. And, you know, we went to this nice dinner or whatever, but there were also days where I would write where we, we weren't even together. Like we hadn't seen each other in a couple weeks because school or whatever. And, you know, I just jot down a little note, like, Hey, you know, I was watching this episode on Netflix of whatever. And, you know, this thing happened and it was really funny. And it made me think of you that you would have thought it was funny too, or something like that. Um, so big stuff and small stuff and everything in between. Yeah. I imagine that there would be a lot of guys listening to this that would think, holy smokes, this dude's like setting a standard that I can't live up to. (laughs) And there's probably, there would probably be a lot of women listening to this thinking, boy, I wish my, my guy would do something Mm -hmm. like that. What was the, uh, and I, 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 I relate because I've done similar things, not that not that diligently, um, for my wife, I've written poems and stuff. It's been a while, but you know, um, just the creative side, but, uh, so you, like you kind of, what you said, you wanted to give that to her as a gift and I, and I, going down this road because it's, it's fascinating and it's, it's a great example of, um, how you, think about and build and grow your relationship, even when you're not with that person. And Mm -hmm. so you're, what was her reaction when she got it? So you, so she found it and you were like, okay, well, here you go. Did she start reading it right then? A little bit. Yeah. She, I think she, she read the entirety of it another time. She just kind of skimmed through. And then when I told her what it was, she was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I'll I'll read, I'll read this through sometime. Um, like you know the next day or or whatever something soon um but she really liked it and like you said there were some things in there uh where she was like oh i totally would have forgot about that or things that she didn't know like i said uh times when we hadn't been together uh and i had written like hey you know i was walking down the street in boston today and i saw this and it made me think of you or something and she uh read those things um and those were things that I hadn't told her, like in the moment, like I didn't text her and say, Hey, I just thought of you because of whatever. Uh, so it was interesting for her to go back and, and kind of see those things like, Oh, like, you know, two months ago you were doing this and and you saw that and thought of me, like, that's really nice and, and stuff like that. So she, she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Did, did it end with the comment, I'm going to marry you someday? Or did you write more after that? So that was towards the end for sure. I did write a little bit more after that. Um, but that, that was one of the, maybe the last five that I had written before she had found it. Okay. Kind of funny timing. Um, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a strange, uh, kind of a strange thing because, um, I feel like people normally think of when you express to someone that you want to marry them, the first thing that comes to mind is usually engagement. And we were both in the middle of college. We weren't ready to be engaged. We both realized that neither of us wanted to be engaged at that point because of school and everything else going on. Um, But I think we both kind of had that same mindset of, I want this and this Mm -hmm. is where I want to go. And so I kind of think it was a good thing kind of throwing that out there, just letting her know like, Hey, you know, that I don't, I don't just want to, you know, keep dating you and then whatever, like I, I had a, a specific outcome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did, so fast forward to, was there an actual proposal? Did, like, yeah. and, and like, so you guys were in a stage where you, I mean, you knew that you both wanted to spend the rest of your lives together. Mm-hmm. A period of time had passed because you were still in college. A period of time had passed and then comes time for the proposal. Mm-hmm what so yeah that's and that's kind of kind of unique um i think to where and again i i relate because my wife and i were very similar it's like we knew it's like okay we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together and then it's like well what do we do now (laughs) what do we do now we were out of college so it's kind of like what do we do do we just (laughs) we just start planning am i supposed Mm -hmm. to ask what's sort of what's the deal so you had this period of time and then what, yeah, I, I'm curious, knowing that you're a creative guy, not to put you on the spot, but what was the proposal like? How did that, like, how did that, 
work out? Yeah. So I knew, um, it's kind of funny because we, we were not shy about talking about getting married and obviously we knew before that comes a proposal. So we weren't very shy about talking with each other about that. Um, so, you know, it was easy for me to find out what she wanted for a ring and kind of, uh, what she would want. Um, and I guess what both of us would want in terms of a proposal, uh, for example, we're not like the, like jumbotron people, like at a baseball Mm -hmm. game or something like we're not really about that. Uh, if, if you are though, that's great, but that's not really our thing. So I knew that we would both kind of prefer it to be just us when it happens. Um, and we're both very, uh, very Maine people. We love Maine, love the state, uh, love the coast. And so the year before, so I proposed this previous May, um, and the year prior we had gone upstate Maine or to the mid coast of Maine because we're very southern Maine and uh, we explored near Acadia National Park and it's a beautiful area mm-hmm. and uh, in one of the towns near there we found this small uh, little beach it's maybe less than 100 yards long uh, it's really secluded there's like six parking spaces to get to it um, and it was probably my favorite spot over the whole trip and it's not in Acadia but it's right outside And so when we went there, I was like, this is a real good spot for that to happen. And so I planned in my head, I was like, this is, I I think this is where it's going to happen. And so, like you said, fast forward um, about a year, um, you know, time to plan and save. And just, uh, again, we weren't really ready at that step. I was in grad school. And um, so when the time came, you know, I got, I got the ring and for the proposal itself, it was, there was a, a whole slew of stuff going on. I'm sure a lot of guys can relate like the whole day for me, like was really stressful. A bunch of stuff seemed to go wrong. Um, and one of the most difficult parts was where I did it. The beach is about three hours from here. And so I was, I had to pitch like, Hey, I want to do this like little road trip. You know, let's, let's go up to you know, this beach that we went to, I really liked it there. And, um, I also wanted us to like dress nicely because I booked a photographer to kind of, you know, hide in the bushes essentially and like, you know, yeah. capture them. And so I wanted us, you know, dressed relatively nicely for the, for the photos and everything. Um, and obviously not intentionally, but it was one of those days where she just was like, i I just feel like we're going to be in the car all day. I want to throw on a sweatshirt and sweatpants and let's just go. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'd really like, uh, I'd really like to dress nice. That sounds fun. We'll bring our camera. We can take some nice pictures. And so finally I, I got her to agree to, you know, dress nicely and everything. And then on the way up there, again, cause it's so far away, there's construction, we're running late. Um, and I'm trying not to freak out so that she doesn't, uh, you know, catch on yeah but we were supposed to my plan was for us to get to the beach hang out for a while i brought like a little picnic and then after the picnic the photographer shows up and then i do it what actually happened was the time i had booked a photographer for by the time we got to the beach and everything happened we were like seven minutes early for the photographer so i was like crap like we got to get out there because they're probably already here and so we, we walked down to the beach. Um, I had to make it seem like we were still going to do the picnic. So I brought, you know, all this, I carried all this picnic stuff down to the beach. Um, there were two families there and uh, I really wanted it to be just the two of us. So I was a little bit disappointed, but funny enough, as we showed up, both separate families just picked up their stuff and left. Like it was incredible timing. It was crazy. And then I saw the photographer walk down. Uh, she kind of kept her distance. And then we walked down towards the water. And it was so funny. I, Catherine tells the story all the time. I had the, the spot picked out. And uh, essentially, it was down to the water, like down to the right. And there were some trails that went into the woods that you could get like an, an overview of the beach uh-huh. over to the left. And I'm like, hey, let's let's go down and check out the water. You know, I got the ring in my pocket. I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. The photographer's here. She's over there, set to go. I'm like, let's go down over here to the water. 
And Catherine, of course, is like, let's go check out the trails first. We'll go down there later. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, let's just go down here real quick and we'll check this out. You know, and then we can go up there right after. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. So we walked down there and then, um, yeah, it was, it was really funny. I had, I tried to get her to turn around so that I could get down on my knee because I wanted it to be a surprise when she turned around. Yeah. And so, um, she, I worked with her hairdresser so that she got her hair done the day before. And so I took her phone and I was like, Hey, let me get a picture of your, of your hair. You know, it looks, looks really good. And, uh, so she kind of stands there and I'm like, no, no, like, like turn around, like, let me get the back. Of <laughs> and so, you know, looking back is like the dumbest thing ever. And I'm surprised yeah. that she, that she did it. Uh, but she ended up, she was like, what are you talking about? And so she finally turned around. I threw her phone in my coat pocket real quick. And then I got down and, uh, and then she turned around and I did it and it worked, it worked. That part worked out great. Um, yeah. looking back is hilarious. So it was the, so the photographer was hiding, uh, unseen, but took a picture of, of the moment. Yeah. So she was kind of like, like back over my shoulder, kind of a ways away. Um, yeah. And it was just the three of us on the beach, which was great. Um, Catherine did notice her like, you know, after she said, yes, we put the ring on hugged and everything. Then she was kind of like, there's someone taking pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, like, my friend, Sierra, she's, she's supposed to be here. Like it's all good. Yeah. Um, it was really funny. And she and Catherine had no idea. Um, she claims that like when we got to the beach, there was like something in her, in her head that she sure. was like, maybe a little bit suspicious. Yeah. Um, uh, the rest of the day she had no idea. Um, and I think kind of talking about engagement frequently kind yeah. of helped me cover, um, the fact that I was planning it. Um, cause we did, we talked about it like quite frequently because we, we both knew that's where we wanted to go. Okay. So, all right. So any guys listening to this that want advice on proposals, uh, reach out to Tanner, do not reach out to me because mine <laughs> ended up in disaster. Um, I, I planned something similar. It was on a vacation and it just didn't work out nearly as well as yours did. So well done, <laughs> well done, uh, with that. And so what's the, what's the engagement process been like for you? Um, that was, how long ago was that? Uh, it was May. So about seven months ago, so it's a few months, seven months. Okay. Yeah. So what's, uh, what, yeah, what's, so you get about a year between engagement and marriage. What's the, what's the process been like for the groom to be? Yeah. So there's been a, a lot of wedding planning, um, you know, finding venue and all the vendors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of one of the, one of the things I want to talk about today was, in addition to wedding planning, which there's, you know, a ton to do, even if you want a small wedding, there's still a ton to do. Um, it, it's just, just absolute craziness. All the, all the stuff you can always be doing something to plan for it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to encourage people to do was to do uh, premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. That's something Catherine are doing with our pastor from our church. And uh, I was skeptical at first. Um, I didn't really want to go. I had heard some, some stories from people who had done it, not where we are doing it, but who had had, you know, negative experiences. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know if I want to do that. Kind of the stories were pretty much um, that whoever you talk to for premarital counseling will uh, like bring up issues that didn't exist. They'll like create issues that didn't exist before. Mm. Um, and it like gives you stuff to fight about. And I was like, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. We have a great relationship. You know, I don't know if I want to go and have someone, you know, seek out issues that we've never had. Um, but we've gone. And after the first one, we met with our pastor from our church and I was like hooked. It's great. Uh, it's, it's so much fun going and talking to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's really just been so good. I think we've definitely grown closer. Uh, we have a book that we got to go along with it. Um, it's called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, uh, Symbus for short. And it's kind of nice because there's like a, a book that you read. And then there's also a, uh, a workbook, one for uh, male and one for the female. So it's, it's really great. There's like um, 
sections that you do where it's um, like geared towards like how you feel like as, as a guy or as, as the husband. And then there's sections that are geared like how the wife feels and, and like, you know, it talks about your different expectations in marriage. And one of the reasons why I think it's so great is something that our pastor said when we first started going, because he asked us kind of about the planning process and, you know, you know, where are you guys going? Who's your photographer? You know, have you gotten invitations yet? Like all this stuff. And, you know, we're just like, like going off about like all this planning we're doing, how fun it is and everything. And one thing that he said to us that really made us both think was a lot of people spend so much time planning the wedding. Like I just said, you got your vendors, the venue, the food, the guests, just all this stuff for this one day. But how many people prepare for marriage? Mm. Like if you spent the same amount of energy that you do planning your wedding on preparing for your marriage, I think a lot of marriages would end up differently than they do because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of conversations that me and Catherine, I don't think would have had until we were married that we're having now that will hugely benefit us once we're, once we're already married. That's so good. And that's coming from the, uh, the sessions and the, in the, what you're doing with your pastor, those, those types of conversations are coming from that. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was like, along with the, the Simbis book, there's like a, an online survey that you fill out essentially. And, um, you have to be honest. There were some things that, you know, I didn't really want to be honest about, you know, things about myself, but it's key. If you're honest, it's only going to work if you're honest. So I was brutally honest with myself during the survey. And then you go in and the pastor gets like a copy of both the surveys and they can, uh, you know, compare your answers. Um, a lot of it's like personality stuff or who do you expect to do this in marriage, that kind of thing. Um, and like I said, some, some of the conversations that we've had, I, I just, I don't think we would have had them until way later. Um, and I think it's, it's hugely benefiting to us to have the conversations now, you know, whether it's like, who do you expect to do the grocery shopping when, when you're, mm. cause we don't, we don't live together now. So we may be in a little bit different scenario than some people who may already live together, um, during engagement or, or prior, um, but there are a lot of questions like that that are nice to talk about. And those are the small things. Um, but in addition to that, there are bigger things like really nailing down your love language or um, something that I'm excited to talk about with him because we, we haven't talked about it yet. But we're going to, I think, in our next meeting is um, rules for fighting because everybody mm-hmm. fights, fight, you know, and it's not going to be perfect forever. Um, and our pastor says that he's been married, I think similar to you, maybe 20 something years to his wife. Mm -hmm. And he says that they still reference their fighting rules. Like when something goes wrong and they're upset with each other, they have defined rules where, okay, like you can't do this. You can't say this. Don't bring this up. Um, And it works great for them. And so not, not that me and Catherine fight a lot because we really don't, but I just think that's something good that you can set yourself up well with if you have uh, something similar to that, like rules for fighting or other things like that. Yep. I would, I tell you what, I will encourage you and I, and I like your, your thoughts on this too, as somebody who hasn't um, gotten into marriage yet, although you've been with uh, Catherine for, for several years. So uh, you obviously know each other very well. You've been through a lot together. Um, there's a difference between disagreeing and fighting. We're, and I had this conversation with somebody else the other day that you, there's going to be consistent and continuous disagreements within our relationship, within our marriage. It doesn't always have to lead, it doesn't have to lead to fighting necessarily at all. Um, And that's actually, I mean, you talk about rules for my wife and I, we don't, I mean, it's not necessarily a a rule per se, but we don't really use the term fight or fighting. 
um, or arguing. It's we do have disagreements, but we have ways to get through those without without the fighting. And I think that's this. My perspective is it's a, a huge misnomer that there has to be or there will be fighting within a marriage. I don't think so. I think there will obviously be disagreements because you've got two different people and nobody's going to agree on everything all the time. And if they do, they're probably not right for each other anyway, um, because they may not be complimenting each other. So I would encourage you to change that language from fighting to disagreeing and you're doing things in advance to prevent the fighting or at least prevent it from going as far as it could go. Yeah. What, I, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I think fighting is kind of uh, not the best word to use because I, I think me and Catherine have a very similar relationship where, uh, you know, when we disagree on things, it rarely to never escalates to like, you know, quote a fight about something. Cause we do disagree on a lot of things, you know, whether it's, you know, we have slightly different views in politics or, you know, whatever the case may be, we do have disagreements. Um, but it pretty much never rises to we're fighting, you know? And so I totally agree with that. I think the language is, is a huge part of it. Um, because if, if you just say, you know, me and me and my spouse got in a disagreement, you're like, oh, that, that sounds really mild, you know, but if, oh, we got in a fight, that, that just sounds really bad. And so I think yeah. if, if the two people are, are kind of harboring that kind of language that, that, oh, we fight all the time and everything, it just, I don't think that does anything uh, good for, for either person. So I yeah. totally agree. I totally agree with, with that. Yeah. And it can, it can kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy too, to where if you, if we think that, well, all couples fight and it's like, okay, well, we're two years into this marriage. We haven't had a fight yet. Maybe we need to start fighting about something or, you know what I mean? It's, it sounds so yeah. silly, but it can become like that. Like, I can't say that I've never thought about that. Like, Hey, other couples talk about how they fight well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, but we don't fight. Are we doing something wrong? <laughs> right. Right. But it's a difference of, yes, we disagree. We just, we, one of our, one of our kind of rules is to, um, when the, when the time is right to just kind of make light of things like we will in the middle of what, or at the beginning of what could be a, a heated disagreement, one of us will just say some goofy word. And it just, it just kind of, kind of lowers the temperature and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. now let's really talk about this without yeah. our emotions getting involved, you know, and I've, I've heard too, and I think I, I've read and I've heard people say this, like, um, you know, within the first 10 years of marriage, every spouse thinks of getting out of it, right? Everybody has that moment. And again, I'm like, why? Well, mm -hmm. if, if, again, if that's your expectation, then it could become that self-fulfilling prophecy of, oh, I guess this is the moment where, you know, yeah, do I really want to continue with this marriage or not? Because I read about it or I was counseled about it or somebody told me, you know, that that happens to everybody. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have yeah. to be that way. Yeah, um, totally. So, but I love, I love what you're doing and talking about things in advance and, um, uh, building a foundation in advance. It's like we, it, it's like anything else in life that we know is coming. We know there are some things in life that we're going to have to deal with. We're going to have to deal with illnesses. We're going to have to deal with the, the, the loss of people of loved ones. Um, and for us to, we know we're going to have to deal with difficulties, whether it's financial or physical or career, whatever we know those are coming. Um, if we decide how we're going to approach those, decide what we're going to think about those and how we're going to use them in advance of getting there, then we could actually grow through that stuff and grow stronger yep. through that stuff. Same thing. It's, it sounds to me like you guys are building a foundation to where when you hit certain moments, you're going to have experiences that you've already talked about, thought about, prepared for that you can mm -hmm. draw from to 
not only get through the difficulties, but to grow stronger through them. I love yeah. that. I think, you know, I, I kind of have two things on that. First is if it's difficulties between us, like we were kind of just talking mm-hmm. about fighting versus kind of disagreeing. One thing that's worked really well for us, uh, similar to saying like a goofy word between, between you and your wife yeah. is uh, something we do is we often will say same team because nice. a lot of people are like, Oh, like you fight and you're both, you're divided, you know, yeah. it's, it's one against the other. But when we have like disagreements and stuff, we're like, Hey, we're on the same team. We both want the same outcome. You know, we both want to be happy, love each other and everything. Like, so we're not going to let whatever the disagreement is come between our team. Cause like we're the team. And so that's, that's one thing that we do when we have kind of diff- disagreements or difficulties between us. And then if there are difficulties that are external to us, whether it's illness of a family member, losing someone, you know, other, other things you can't really control that you're going to face throughout life. Um, we try to decide how we react to things because again, you can't control everything that happens to you. But one thing that I've been trying to build more into my life is, is controlling how I react to things. And mm-hmm. it's difficult. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's easy. And, yeah. um, but you know, a lot of the times how you react is sometimes the only thing you can control. And so if you can control that, I'm definitely going to try. And so that's something that we've been working on. Uh, if there are kind of difficulties that are external to the two of us that we can't control. That's so good. Same team. Oh man, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You, you guys, you guys are going to carry that through your entire lives. And that one phrase uh, is going to, is going to help you guys and strengthen you guys and keep you guys connected and growing closer and deeper for forever. It's, I love that. It sounds like a title of a book. I think in, in, uh, several years, I, I have a feeling you could, uh, you could write a book on that called same team. That's so good, man. It, it diffuses so many things. You know, if, if you, cause if you're upset with someone like really upset during like a disagreement or something, and someone just says same team, you're like, oh yeah, you know, we are on the and same team. It does like, it cause you to kind of think about things a little bit differently. Like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. I was thinking about this as we're working against each other. Right. If we're both after the same sort of objective, how do we work together on this? Is that kind of how, yeah. it, how it works? Yeah, it, it becomes, it, it transforms whatever the issue is from a me versus you issue to an us versus the problem issue. Oh, it's nice. like we may think about the problem differently, yeah. but the problem is the issue. It's not me versus you anymore. It's we're on the same team and we just think differently about how to solve this issue, whatever the issue may be, you know? Yeah. So good. So good. And something you said earlier too, about um, if we did more to prepare for our marriage, if we did half as much to prepare for our marriage as we do for the wedding itself, yeah. Um, cause I, I have to imagine that a lot of us subconsciously, probably we view our, our wedding as sort of the end of something like that's, that's yeah, the sure. finish line, right? Like we've, I did it. I got mm-hmm. the one we, you know, we, we figured it out. We're going to be together, mm-hmm. close it out over and out. You know, we, we, we hit the end zone. We got scored the touchdown. It's over but it's really a beginning mm-hmm. and what you're doing in preparing for the marriage is using the wedding as a kickoff to the beginning of the rest of your life versus again, I, I just, I, I imagine that so many people consciously or subconsciously, probably more subconsciously view the wedding as a, as an ending to something and that things are just going to be this way going forward without the work that you put in beforehand to get there. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, love, love, love that. Um, there was something else you, you'd mentioned last time we talked that, uh, your pastor, it was a question your pastor asked you that I thought was so profound. And it really, for me, it, it, it cut to the heart of really the passion for why I'm doing this and, and what I'm doing and, and why I wanted to have you on here as well is, um, it was something about the effect of, um, and you, 
tell me if you if you remember kind of sort of closer exactly what he said but can you think of other marriages that you want to be like yeah. something to that effect right like yeah. what yeah. other marriages that you know of are ones that you could aspire to be like yeah he he asked us um like in, in our lives whether it's you know our parents or you know our friends parents you know cuz we're uh, I don't have too many friends that are married already uh, or who have been married very long. Um, mm -hmm. But it's who can you think of in your life that, you know, who has a marriage and you're like, that's what I want. That's what I want my marriage to look like. And we kind of sat in his office and stood on that for a minute. And we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, that's hard to think about. Like to, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to find someone who I'm like, that's the marriage that I want mine to be like the way they love each other, the way they interact you know, and everything like that. So it was, it was really difficult. And it was something that was really good for us to think about. Um, and also kind of tragic at the same time, because it was so difficult to find someone who, who we were like, you know, that's a really great marriage that we want ours to be similar to. Cause I mean, think about it. We, if somebody says, if you could be like an athlete, what athlete would you want to be like? So I, you could rattle off. Oh yeah. Dozens. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if you wanted to emulate, um, somebody's successful career, uh, yeah. or an entrepreneur, again, you could, you, you yep. could rattle them off like that. Yep. What marriages that you know of are ones that you, you could, could model or model parts of it. Mm -hmm. We can't think of any, or yep. it take it, ta or it takes a lot more time and intentional effort to think of them. Definitely. Um, and so, uh, from your perspective too, we're, we're kind of in, again, in different stages here. I'm almost 25 years in, you're about to, to start your marriage. Um, I mean, how almost, un, is that almost unsettling to think of why can't I, why, why aren't there more marriages like that? I mean, what is that as someone who's starting, mm -hmm. what's that kind of like to look around and say, I don't know. I, I really have to think about this. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I think kind of my, the first thing that came to my mind again was just that it, it was kind of tragic that I couldn't think of, of more. It was, it was a little bit frustrating. I'm like, I guess it wasn't unsettling that me and Catherine wouldn't have a good marriage. It was more unsettling in the fact that I was like, why don't other people also have great marriages? Yeah. Because you know, I'm confident that we will um, between uh, the preparing that we're doing, um, and everything like that. But, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone would say that in the beginning, but, um, it was, it just, it was, it was sad to me that I had to think so hard that we both had to think so hard to, to think of someone. And we're, and I kind of thought to myself, you know, why aren't there more examples in my life or Catherine's life or our pastor's life? Cause he said the same thing. He has a difficult time thinking of other people that he yeah. wants his marriage. Like, and so it was, it was honestly kind of sad for me to, to think about that. I was like, man, like, like, what are all these people missing? You know, like, like what, where to go wrong or like, what's not going right for them or kind of that sort of thing. So I guess it doesn't really concern me as much moving forward, but it does concern me overall that that's kind of the state and just kind of the, the accepted way that, you know, oh yeah, yeah. do I what movie star do I want to be like, Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, whatever. But oh, you know, yeah. what marriage you want to be like, it's like, mm, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh man, that hurts me. And it's such a, I mean, it's the most important relationship we'll, we will ever have really. Mm -hmm. in, my, in my opinion, uh, and I would venture to say that people that get married or in your case are about to get married would, I hope they would think the same thing. Like this is the person that we uh, vowed to spend the rest of our lives with. And I have to believe that everybody wants to do that when they make that vow, even though, you know, upwards of about half the time, it doesn't, it doesn't work out, unfortunately, but yeah, it's, um, have you heard the sort of the cliches that people told you like, or, or have you heard people say, Oh, to be young and in love, like you are, um, mm. you know, it doesn't last this kind of thing. Have you heard those standard sort of cliches? Yeah, definitely. So a couple of years ago, 
I listened to um, Tony Robbins quite a bit, like read, read some of his books, you know, listened to some of his, his productions and stuff. And it, it was really great. And one of the main things that I took away um, and it was, it was when I had already thought about getting married. So I had already, you know, written that note and everything. So I was, I already kind of knew where we were headed. And one thing that he said that really stuck with me was he was talking about people getting divorced in relationships ending. And he asked uh, something to the effect of what do you do you know, in the beginning of a relationship for someone, you know, when you've been dating them for two weeks, you know, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, can you take out the trash? And you're like, yes, trash. I'm on it. I got it right now. Yeah, love you, you know, and uh, anything else you need. And then he said, you know, 10 years down the road, they're like, hey, can you take out the trash? And you're like, what am I, your maid? Like, I don't want to take out the trash. And so what he was getting at and what he said was, if you treat someone in the end of a relationship, how you treated them in the beginning of a relationship, it won't end. And so while we're not at the end of our relationship or, or, or fearful of that, I keep that in my mind. I'm like, you know, what, what would I do at the very beginning when I, when, you know, there was that young and in love thing and, and it, it keeps it alive. So it never goes away, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like at the beginning, you're like, Oh, random flowers and a box of chocolates just on a random Tuesday. I still do that kind of stuff. And it, yeah. it keeps, it keeps that, like that spark going that, that young and in love kind of feeling alive, you know? And that's um, kind of the trap of, of the, of the wedding and maybe in where in the beginning, it's like, we've got the goal. What's the goal? We want to get the mm-hmm. girl. If we're the guy, right. We want her yeah. to like us, to love us, mm-hmm. to, and there's almost a fear there of if I don't get her flowers today on a Tuesday, is she still going to like me on Friday, on Friday? Um, you know, cause there are all other guys out there, but then once it's, once you get married and you put the ring on the finger, it's like, well, I did it. Yeah. Got her. I got it. it. Yep. Got it. And so I don't have to do the flowers on Tuesday anymore because I know she's still going to be there on Friday. Yeah. I think that doesn't do anything for the relationship. Mm -hmm. It, It hurts the relationship and it. And it's kind of like, comes down to what do you want? What do you want out of the relationship? Do you want a fabulous Friday? Well, then get the flowers or the card on Tuesday. And um, if you don't, then eventually it's, it's going to kind of diminish it. it, Maybe there's a shift between, you know, wanting to get the girl or the guy to once you're married, it's you, it's same team. You want the most out of that relationship and the most out of that marriage. And you still, Mm -hmm want the most out of that person to, to give that that person your all um and to have that fabulous friday yeah and that that great that great weekend uh to to come and you need to keep doing those things definitely yeah yeah it's so fascinating to talk to someone who's not married about marriage and get mm-hmm. so much out of it there's so there's so much out of this that people who are married that it, it, as well as people who, you know, singles and, and people who are engaged that, that can get out of this. It's, um, it's fascinating because it, I, I kind of go back to the, why can't it be like that forever? Right. That young and in love, you're excited about the future. You love spending time together. You love being together. Why can't it be that way forever? And not only that, but why can't it continue to get better? the more you experience together. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you will, you guys will experience the highs and the lows. And unfortunately the, uh, maybe a lot of the lows are the things that, that couples allow to break them apart, but man, it's the lows that grow. You can grow even closer together so that you can enjoy the highs mm-hmm. even more. Um yeah, I, I just I, I look at an example like you and say, yeah, that's it right there. That's the way it needs to be forever. You mm-hmm. just got to do you got to put the work in. You got to do what you need to do. And it's going to just it's actually going to keep getting better if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me talk about your uh, your YouTube channel for a little bit, because that's another thing I love about you guys um, yeah. are the YouTube videos that you put up, the things that you do together. 
Um, what sort of, and I encourage everybody to go to and watch your YouTube videos um, and, and follow you guys. Cause it's, it's, it's awesome to see um, what you're doing together. It's not two separate lives. It's you guys are, you guys are doing stuff and building stuff together, which is, which is fantastic. So kind of what's, how did that start? Um, and what just kind of describe what those videos are like a little bit and, and what your plan is. Yeah. So on, uh, on YouTube, we, we had followed like a couple of other couples, uh, that put out YouTube content. Like we follow them on other platforms as well. Um, but it, it was always like fun watching their little videos, like what they would do. Um, most of them are already married. So it was a little bit different for us. Um, like they would do like uh, stuff in their house, like they would remodel a bathroom and kind of, you know, show what they did or they would, you know, uh, do whatever, just little stuff uh, together. And we were like, we like doing stuff together. And then, <laughs> so, so we were like, why can't, why can't we do this? And yeah. so we, and we bought a camera and we're like, we don't even really know what we're going to record, but we'll just record when we, you know, have little dates or do stuff together. And, you know, it's, it's fun and we'll just throw it out there and, and see what happens. Um, and it's, it's definitely stressful at some, t- at some points, cause we, we try to maintain like a schedule of, of when we, you know, put out content uh, and, and, you know, when we're busy, that can get stressful sometimes. Um, you know, but overall it's, it's fun because whenever, you know, a new week comes around and we're like, Hey, we got to make a video for this week. Uh, we usually try to think of something that's, that's fun to do, like, like something fun to talk about, um, or, you know, an experience we can talk about or something we can do on video. But it's, it's fun to, uh, to talk about it. It's something different to do. I think, uh, that's one of the things I like about it is since we've started doing it. Uh, we talk about and do things that we wouldn't have done if we didn't have the channel. So like, for example, um, for a while, a bunch of YouTube channels that are couples were doing like questions I've never asked my wife or my girlfriend or whoever. And so we did, we each did one of those where we would find questions that's like, I've never asked you this before. And it was really fun to kind of put them on the spot and see what, what they answered with. So not only was it fun to like, you know, put a video on YouTube and let people watch it, whatever, but it was fun in the moment, like, you know, sticking the camera in their face and being like, Hey, what's your answer to this one? You know? And it would kind of struggle and be like, Oh, that's a really good question. And so it's, it's been fun. Um, And we, we've enjoyed doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. How many times do we see on social media? We, and I do, I do it too. It's like, oh, I crushed it today on my run or in business or, you know, all, all that. Not nearly as many couple time, mm-hmm. couples having fun together, couples crushing it together, right? <laughs> doing, doing stuff together, talking about, uh, talking about stuff. And, and I love that, uh, that, and I, I was thinking about that, as you said, how, it could, I'm guessing it probably feel like a burden sometimes to, um, say, yeah, we're, you know, got to, got to do this again, or we want to do this again. We want to keep a regular cadence, but in the end, it actually sounds like it's enhancing your relationship because it's forcing you to kind of keep, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a goal to cut that kind of keeps you guys doing stuff together in a different way. And you've created things where you're talking about some things you may have never talked about or don't normally talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing like some of those questions are, it's, it's genuine. I, man, I, I encourage you to keep doing stuff like that. And to, this is a theme that uh, it, it's gotta be something to this. Cause this is a theme that keeps coming up for me lately of being the example to where it's difficult to find couples that are models or have, have qualities that you want to be like. So my encouragement to you is to continue being that example. Um, and to anybody who's listening to this, myself included to, to be the example that you would want to see so that other people can see that. And the more, you know, the more you do that with your YouTube videos and on social media and just showing people, Hey, this is, this is us, man. This is how we live. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's not always great, but it's mostly great. And yeah. this is, this is how it can be. And you yeah. can, you can have it too. Yeah. I think that that's another thing about, about the YouTube channel is it's like you said, it's not like Instagram where it's, you know, a filtered, perfect angle picture with great lighting. And all it says is, you know, you're the best person ever and I have a great life and everything's amazing. Like on our YouTube channel, like, like, you know, we laugh, the camera shakes, you know, I, I've dropped the camera a couple times. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous, but it's like, this, this is real. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I edit out, you know, periods of the video when we're both like, um, right. You know, like I'll cut that out, but it's not like we're not filtering the video and making it look perfect. It's just like, it's how we are, you know, this is how we are. If you were to come and, and talk with us, and yeah. like you just a minute ago, I wanted to connect back to this as well about seeing relationships that you want yours to be like the one thing uh, or one of the positive things that uh, that conversation, um, you know, gave us was pick, finding a relationship you want yours to be like is great because it, it gives you a model, you know, something to, to aim at, but relationships that you're like, Ooh, I don't want mine to be like that instead of just being like, Ooh, I don't want that. And then, you know, kind of look, keeping your distance, what we've tried to do, um, or at least I've consciously tried to do it is if I see a relationship where I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't really like that. That's not how I want mine to be. Pick out a specific thing about it that you're like, Ooh, that specific thing I don't like. And then don't do that in yours. So like you were just saying, be the model. And so if you see a bunch of things that you don't like, you're like, Oh, I don't like how they yell at each other all the time. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to yell at Catherine. Cause I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want someone seeing me yell at my fiance or wife or whoever. So that was one thing that I tried to do that came out of that. Again, I think it's tragic that so many people have such a hard time finding relationships they like, but if you see one, you don't like kind of what about it, don't you like, and then don't do that. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. There, there are a lot of times where I, I, I do the same thing. Um, there are things that just kind of stick out to me like a sore thumb. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I'll ask myself, have I ever done that in, in my, in my marriage or in regards to my wife? If I have, it's like, okay, I need to change that immediately. And if I haven't, it's like, yeah, I don't ever want to do that. There's for it just like talking, I want to say talking bad, but making like jokey sarcastic comments about your spouse when they're not there like when you're Mm -hmm. in a group of guys or women together and it's like ragging on your spouse Mm -hmm. could be a a little comment and i'm like why would you i remember thinking to myself consciously when i when i heard it once i was like why would you say that about your spouse and i know it's it's jokey right it's in a it's sort of in a joking manner but there's a truth to it that there's sort of an underlying truth there. Otherwise right. you wouldn't say it. And I'm like, why would yeah. you, why would you even say that? And so stuff like that, like I've made a conscious effort to where, to not say anything bad about my wife. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I try not to think anything bad about her anyway. Right. It's the same team, but to in the heat of the moment, you kind of, you can kind of jump in and, 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 you could be going through something and mm-hmm. you want to say something out loud, but I just don't, I mean, I just, I don't get that, but it happens yeah. a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. So great, great advice. Um, solid advice, brother Tanner McFarland. I do want to show your book here. So author as well. I didn't mention this earlier author of college made easy, my personal textbook of how to's and don't do's of college Um, I have a senior in high school. And so I got this book to uh, brush up on uh, making sure that we cross all our T's dotted all our I's. Um, And so I, man, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so thankful that we uh, connected and, and uh, have had experiences together and become friends. And I cannot be more excited about where you are in your future and uh dude the kind of husband you're going to be and the kind of the kind of marriage you're going to have is 
is going to be that example. Um, and I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so excited for you. Check out uh, his book, college made easy. Where's the best place to get the book? Um, it's on Amazon. Uh, if you just want a quick two day shipping, I think, or, uh, if, if you want, um, more than one copy, uh, you can also get in touch with me, um, or tannermcfarland.com. Uh, those are probably the best ways I can, I can send it to people. Um, if they get in touch with me through Instagram as well. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I appreciate Thanks. it. We'll catch up with yeah. you soon. Thanks for listening to the ultra marriage podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode, got anything out of it, please leave us a review share it on social media, and share it with others that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, keep training, keep growing, and keep loving your way to your own ultra marriage.